Do you want to know two of the biggest reasons that folks cannot find success on Instagram? Let me tell you. It's because either one, they are not willing to change and grow and adjust their strategy based on feedback, or two, they listen to anyone who claims to be an Instagram guru and their outdated and unhelpful advice. Here's the thing, Instagram is ever-changing, and we have seen that more than ever this year. We have seen so many new Instagram updates come through since January of 2022. Even I can barely keep up, y'all, and that's like my job. But to find success on the platform, you have to not only keep up with it, but also understand it and be willing to change and analyze your own results and feedback and make adjustments based on that. You have to be willing to change your strategy as the app itself is changing. And far too often, I've come across clients or audience members that struggle with one of those two things. Either they're set in their ways, they like their strategy, they're scared of trying something different or they're really attached to outdated advice that they maybe received from somebody that they really trusted but now it's maybe not applicable anymore. I don't know maybe you fall into one of those two camps. I feel like all of us travel through those different feelings at different points especially because when you put time into learning something and you finally feel like you're starting to understand this whole Instagram algorithm thing it can feel really frustrating when you come across new or different advice that kind of goes against that because you feel like you have to learn it all over again. But the thing is, part of the Instagram growth journey is staying flexible, trying new things, and willing to experiment and get it wrong sometimes so that through that experimentation, you can find the right methods that are going to work the best for you. So in today's episode, I want to break down some of these Instagram hacks that are either outdated, like maybe at one point they really did work back in the day and some of us are still kind of stuck trying them, even though they're not really that effective anymore. Or in some cases, these are hacks that in my opinion never worked, but were kind of being shared around the Instagram guru sphere. And so a lot of people kind of clung onto them and thought that they were like their ticket to more reach or engagement. So we're going to break these down and talk about why these Instagram hacks won't help you grow and what you might want to focus on instead. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Hey creator, I've got something really exciting to share with you. My brand new signature course, the Instagram roadmap is now available for instant access. The Instagram roadmap is a self-paced course designed to take you from overwhelmed and uncertain to confident and excited to create content that is going to help you grow on Instagram. I've poured my heart and soul into this course and included all my experience and expertise from not only growing my own active Instagram community of over 35,000 followers, but also from helping countless clients grow their Instagram audiences as well. 
The Instagram roadmap is designed for beginner and intermediate creators like you who are looking for the path to growth. In the four and a half hours of video lessons, I go over lessons like how to build a strong brand online, how to craft a content strategy that is designed for your unique circumstances and goals, how to batch your content so that you don't get burnt out, and finally, how to monetize your audience and turn content creation into your career. I'm so excited to welcome you into the Instagram Roadmap. You can start learning today when you sign up at theinstagramroadmap.com. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Before we get into the first hack that does not work on Instagram anymore, I just wanted to remind you that throughout the month of May, we are running a giveaway for a completely free Instagram audit for folks who leave us reviews on the Creator Club podcast on Apple Podcasts. I wanted to say a massive thank you to all of you who leave really kind and lovely reviews because it is seriously the best thing that you can do to help us continue to grow this show. So as a thank you, we're giving away one free Instagram audit. If you're not familiar, the Instagram audit is a service that me and my team offer over at Creatorly Media. And essentially it is a deep dive report and analysis of your Instagram. So we take a look at all of your posts. We take a look at your analytics and we give you some feedback on how you can improve your strategy in order to see more growth. So this is a paid service that we offer to our clients, but we are giving away one totally for free if you leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. So if you leave a review anytime within the month of May, or if you left one in the last week of April too, we're going to add you all into a little hat. I'm going to pick out a name and one of y'all will get a free Instagram audit. So go ahead and leave your review sometime before the end of the month and we'll be announcing the winner on the podcast near the beginning of June. So big thank you to all of you who have already left reviews. I really, really appreciate it. And now's your chance if you haven't yet to go ahead and leave a review so that you might win an Instagram audit. Okay, so with that out of the way, let's get into the first Instagram hack that is not going to help you grow. And that is focusing all of your energy on hashtags. Yep, I said it. Hashtags are so last season. I'm not saying that you shouldn't use hashtags at all, though, but I personally rarely do. I kind of just sprinkle them in here and there. But I am saying that they are not as important as they once might have been. I'm still hearing this advice circulate all the time. You're allotted 30 hashtags. You would be a fool not to use them all. But in my opinion, this is just really inaccurate and outdated advice. So let's talk a little bit about exactly what hashtags are and why they kind of worked in the past so that you might be able to see why they're not as an effective strategy as they used to be. So hashtags in the past were one of the main ways that Instagram was able to categorize and organize content. So for example, if you posted a photo of your dog and you're like hashtag dogs of Instagram, you know, that was one way that Instagram got information about your post and about your content and then was able to kind of slot you into a category of what your niche was and then also help to figure out like whose explore page they might show your content on. And then mainly, of course, it was a search tool. It was a way for people to be able to search a hashtag and find content all of the same type. 
And that was really effective for a while, right? And Instagram intentionally capped the number of hashtags that you could use on a given post to 30 to avoid people being too spammy about it because realistically, how many relevant and specific hashtags are you able to put on a post until the point where it becomes kind of just like keyword stuffing? And if you're not familiar, keyword stuffing, by the way, is an SEO practice where essentially you just shove your blog post or your web page full of keywords with the hopes that it's going to show up higher in Google search results. Here's the thing. Search engines and social media platforms hate keyword stuffing because it's not a great user experience for somebody who's trying to find something. Like imagine if I posted something about, you know, me recording my podcast and let's say it's like a photo of me with my microphone and my laptop out. And then if I tag that hashtag dogs of Instagram because I was like, oh yeah, you know what? I know that hashtag gets a lot of engagement. I'm sure people will find me through that. That's not going to be so fun for somebody who's trying to just find cute pictures of a dog and all of a sudden they see a photo of me recording my podcast, right? It doesn't make sense. So platforms like Instagram or search engines like Google want to discourage people from just keyword stuffing because it's not a great experience for their end user. Instagram wants to ensure that when people are looking for certain content with a hashtag, they find what they're looking for because if they find what they're looking for, they're more likely to be longer term loyal users of the platform. So that is why from the very beginning, hashtags have been limited to how many you can throw on one post because Instagram wants to make sure that you're using accurate hashtags, that you're not being spammy and you're not doing this keyword stuffing thing because it's not fun for their users if creators are doing that. So that's kind of the history of hashtags. So you can see in the past how hashtags were a really effective way to get your content in front of people who were looking for it because you were giving Instagram more data about what your post was about and who might want to find it. But here's the thing. Instagram has really grown and changed and become more complex over the years and the Instagram algorithm has gotten a lot smarter. Instagram now is able to pretty accurately identify what your post is about without you having to add hashtags. They can analyze the text that you put in the caption and the algorithm is even able to analyze the imagery in your photos and they're able to identify what the post is about based on the imagery as well. So you don't need to use hashtags to give Instagram more data about the kind of content that you're posting because just by the nature of posting, they have a pretty good idea of what your content is about and who they might want to serve it to. Not only that, but Instagram themselves via the at creators page on Instagram, definitely a great resource I would recommend checking out. Over a year ago now, they released a post where they specifically suggested to not use that many hashtags. And I don't know about you, but when the official Instagram source tells me something, I'm going to take that at face value way more than what other, you know, gurus are sharing on the platform. So this is what Instagram shared. And I quote, don't use too many hashtags. Adding 10 to 20 hashtags will not get you additional distribution. They also said to keep the number of hashtags between three and five. Again, Instagram themselves said to keep the number of hashtags between three and five, and yet so many people out there are still encouraging users to drown their posts with 30 hashtags, and I still see people doing it. For Instagram, we need to think of hashtags as a tool that provides context to your post and supports delivering content to people who are interested in a very specific topic. It's really the content itself and the way people interact with it that is going to affect the distribution most, not hashtags. 
Not only will exceeding five hashtags not benefit your post and your growth, but it's also a waste of your very valuable time. And that's why I really bring this up and talk about it with people because ultimately, if you want to add 30 hashtags, like I don't think that's going to harm you. You're not going to get like quote unquote shadow banned or whatever. It's fine. But ultimately, I just really think that it is not the best use of your time when it comes to your strategy and your content creation for growth on Instagram. As a business owner, I understand how much time you have to spend on all areas of your business and brand. So if Instagram is telling us that using all these hashtags is not an effective strategy, why would you allocate your precious time to coming up with 30 hashtags for every post when you could just use a really effective three to five specific and unique hashtags in order to help categorize your post and give it just a little bit more reach? I just want you to think about that because when it comes to growth, hashtags is not the place to put all of your faith and energy and, you know, like growth strategy. What you want to think about is how can you make your post as engaging as possible because what's going to affect distribution the most is whether or not people engage with your post soon after you posted it. And I think I have a really clear example of that in my own content. I had a post that I made to my feed back in March, and I was actually really surprised and impressed with how far it went. So it's just a photo of me, which doesn't tend to get a lot of reach, but it was a pretty in-depth caption kind of talking about consistency on Instagram and how to, you know, improve your consistency, habit building, that kind of thing. And I think they were good photos. Like I think they were cute photos, but it was just kind of a carousel of me. And that post ended up getting over 17,000 reach, which when I dove into the analytics, I realized 9,000 of that reach was from the explore page. Now I think historically a lot of us think that we need to use a lot of hashtags in order to get onto the explore page. But in this case, I used five hashtags, you know, as recommended by Instagram, and they were hashtag YouTube creator, hashtag Instagram strategy tips, hashtag Instagram growth tips, hashtag content creator, hashtag creator coach. And so I do think that those hashtags, to some extent, may have helped with my distribution a little bit. But ultimately, the biggest thing is that it was an engaging post that grabbed my followers' attention, it inspired engagement, and I was able to kind of get people to comment and share and save and all of that stuff. And that is really what led to it going on the Explore page. When I dive into the analytics, again, I said 9,000 from the explore page, right? And then I have numbers for the home feed for profile and then 71 views from other. And I can only assume that those 71 views were maybe from those hashtags. So it just gives you a sense of how you can get on the explore page. You can get wider distribution with your content without using a huge amount of hashtags and putting all your time and effort into that. Instead, think about how you can create good visuals and good captions, and that is going to help you way more. The next outdated Instagram hack that I want to share with you is religiously using 10 slide carousels. Okay, here's the thing. You might not have even heard of this before, but this is something that I've come across a number of times. Back in the day, 
which, okay, when I say that, I mean like just about a year ago or so, but that feels like, you know, ancient times when it comes to Instagram. Back then, people were pushing creators to use all 10 slides for a carousel graphic. People claimed that that was like the most optimized way to create a carousel and you would have the best results if you used all 10 slides. I think the thought was like, well, if Instagram gives you 10 slides, you should use 10 slides because that's going to be the most effective number. Honestly, some people are still using this strategy and it surprises me how stuck people get on it. Here's the thing. I think people thought that this would work because we all know that Instagram's goal as a platform is to keep people on the platform as long as possible, right? The longer people spend on Instagram, the more ads they look at, the more money Instagram gets. That's their whole business model. And that definitely is the case. But I think the logic is kind of broken between like, keep people on the platform for as long as possible equals we must use only 10 slide carousels. People, I think, were thinking that, you know, by using 10 slides, they would force people to stay on their post longer because they had to keep swiping to see more. And then the longer people spend on your posts, maybe the more distribution it'll get because that's a good engagement indicator to Instagram. And then, of course, it would get your content out to more people, increasing your reach and increasing your follower count. Like, that was the whole idea. But here's the thing. I think where this logic really breaks down is in the question of, is a 10-slide carousel really that much more engaging than, like, a 7-slide carousel or, like, an 8-slide carousel? Hmm... I don't think so. Personally, I believe when you give yourself a requirement of something really specific like 10 slides, you're more focused on this little like hacky idea that using exactly 10 slides is going to help you increase your reach. You're more focused on that than you are on just creating genuinely good content. You really just need to focus on creating something that's engaging and helpful and informational. And you know, if you need 10 slides to cover all of that value that you're providing, then do it. That's great. Use the full 10 slides. But if you can fit it into a more concise format, then do that. I really believe that the ideal length of a carousel graphic on Instagram is as long as you need to tell the story. And I know that sounds frustrating. I remember hearing English teachers say that in high school when you'd be like, what's the word count requirement? They'd be like, as long as you need to argue your point or whatever. And it would feel so annoying. But it really is true in this case because I really think that if you try to stretch out your carousels to be 10 slides and you're really belaboring the point and like really dragging it out and not providing a lot, what you're going to do is you're going to train your followers not to slide all the way to the end. They're not going to actually read all of your content if it's super dry and basic and dragged out just for the sake of having 10 slides. People are going to spend more time on your posts if your posts are just legit interesting and helpful. So instead of focusing on, okay, I've got to do 10 slides because that's going to keep people on my posts the longest and that's going to help me in the algorithm. No. Instead of doing that, think about how can I provide the most value and create something that somebody is going to stop and look at it and be like, wow, that's a really great post and that helped me a lot. You're going to see way better results if you focus on the latter instead of just this whole 10 slide myth. Okay, let's dive in to outdated Instagram hack number three, and that is having a really aesthetic feed. I get it. Having an aesthetic feed might give you a feeling of calm and order in the craziness of the world, okay? I totally understand that because I also love a good mood board collection of matching images. But we need to ask ourselves, is it really doing anything for your Instagram growth? My answer, 
No, my friend, no, it is not. Now, I will say, having some sort of consistency and branding is important, but not because it gives you a more aesthetic grid that you can, like, you know, flip over to when you're scrolling through Instagram just to kind of admire it and feel better about yourself. Like, that's not why it's helpful. The reason why having good consistency and branding is helpful in your growth is because it means when people see your content, which by the way, where do your followers see your content? Oh, in their home feed, on their explore pages, in their reels feed. That's where they're engaging with your content, not from your profile. So you want to think about creating visuals that are consistent and nicely branded so that when you show up in the feeds of your followers, they recognize that it's you. They know it's something from you and hopefully you've built that trust so that they know, oh, you know, Katie's carousel graphics, they're always helpful. So when I see that kind of neutral uh, background with like the dark gray, a lot of font, and it's like a minimalist look, that's my branding for carousels, people see that and then they'll think, okay, yeah, I know that's going to be helpful. That's what we're aiming for with our branding and consistency, right? It's not just for the vanity of having a really beautiful grid. It's about building up that brand recognition with your followers. So when they see your content in the places where they actually go on Instagram, which is not to your profile, I'll just tell you, then they'll recognize your content and be more likely to engage with it. Having really specific patterns or designs, like doing a checkerboard grid or having like three photos the same or whatever, might actually be hurting your growth more than helping it. And the biggest reason is the same as why using 30 hashtags religiously is hurting your growth it, or using 10 slide carousels is hurting your growth. It's because you're focusing more on these specific rules that you think are going to help you grow when really it's about creating good content. And here's the other thing that I sort of think about this like overly curated grid thing. I don't know about you, but I can spot a faker or a spam account from like a mile away. If you don't believe me, check out some of the videos I've done on my YouTube channel where I investigate Instagram scams. It's kind of like a little side hobby of mine. Just go to youtube.com slash Katie and then type in the search bar on my channel scam and you'll see a couple of videos I've made. But anyway, there's something like really inauthentic about a page that feels overly produced and like surface level to me, especially if it is just full of perfectly branded Canva graphics in a pattern that almost feel like a bit of a mask that like hides somebody, right? Like if you're hiding behind this like perfectly curated look, then you don't feel like a real human and people want to follow real humans on Instagram. I know that might sound like a little harsh, but it truly does put me off when I go to a page and it's just like only Canva graphics and then it's like brand photos of the person, but like the background is cut out and they're only on like a solid color background all the time and it's like sort of the same thing over and over again. It just sort of feels like, oh, like, are you really here? Like, is this really you? And I think especially with the influence that TikTok has had on social media culture in general, we're really seeing a move towards a more casual laid back vibe. Like we see that in like photo dump carousels on Instagram. That's been a really big trend or even just people sharing like less than flattering photos because it's kind of funny. I think that really, especially as a personal brand, adds a little bit more charm and a little bit of like, okay, yeah, I know this is a real person because they, you know, aren't just like shipping out all their stuff to like freelancers on Fiverr. Like this is a real selfie of them. Them, that they just posted, you know? And so I think rather than feeling like you need to keep up with this really curated feed, it's actually quite liberating to know that you can 
post stuff that doesn't exactly perfectly match as long as you are still staying consistent with your overall vision and brand. Again, I just want you to understand the difference between staying on brand and then having like an overfixation on an aesthetic feed because these are two different things. And staying on brand is definitely valuable, but it's being overly fixated on just this really surface level aesthetic feed thing that is the negative part, right? If you go over to my Instagram page after listening to this episode, you'll see that my carousel and my graphics all use the same background and font color like I was mentioning. They all have kind of a minimalist design vibe, which I like, and that's kind of what's performed the best for me. For my photos, you can see that I use my own Lightroom presets that I created for myself and they're for sale over on your girl's website if you want to check it out. It's katiesuckley.com shop. So you can see like my photos do have a cohesive look. I'm a big fan of like the orange and teal look. So that's kind of how I like color grade them. And I've got, like I said, my graphics and carousels are all consistent. And finally with my reels, I like to use the same font styles within reels and kind of the same colors as well so that everything sort of feels cohesive and on brand. But at the same time, if you look at my grid, you'll see it's not like a perfect checkerboard. It's not like it looks like a magazine. It's just, you know, a collection of posts that all sort of have a similar color and similar fonts. And that allows people to recognize my content uh, without it being overly curated. And I don't spend a lot of time thinking about how I can just make it perfectly aesthetic. So the point is, you can see that part of my strategy is keeping things on brand, but also my page still feels free, fun, relaxed, and like a real human actually runs it. That's because I removed this whole idea of perfection and this preoccupation on a magazine perfect aesthetic grid and instead just focused on a few key branding elements and then just delivering a ton of value with my content. That is the most important thing. So throughout this episode we talked about some of the major Instagram hacks that in my opinion are not helping anybody grow anymore. So if we're taking away our focus from putting 30 hashtags hashtags on every post and making every carousel 10 slides and keeping your grid exactly perfectly curated, what do you want to focus on instead? Well, if you truly want to find success on Instagram, your main focus above all else needs to be creating high value, high quality content. Remove all the specifications and standards that you've heard from these Instagram gurus and instead just provide true value packaged in a high quality post that will serve your audience. If you're having trouble deciding how you want to package your content, go to some of your favorite Instagram accounts and make a list of what it is that really draws you into their page. Maybe it's really, you know, cute carousels. Maybe it's a certain kind of color scheme they use in their imagery. Maybe it's a certain style of reels they use. Take notes on what you like the most and what draws you in because most likely you will see some commonalities between what draws you into these pages and what will probably draw your followers into your content as well. So this will be an excellent starting point for you to figure out what areas of content you want to focus on the most and then ultimately just remember you're creating content for a real person, for a real viewer that is going to enjoy your content and get value from it. So just figure out what you want to say to them. And of course, if you need some help coming up with a solid Instagram strategy, make sure you check out my YouTube channel where every month I take you along while I develop my own Instagram strategy. I do a little bit of a plan with me type video about my Instagram content each month. So you can go check that out at youtube.com slash Katie. And if you need even more in-depth help, head over to creatorlymedia.com and check out 
about our Instagram services because we would love to help you out with your Instagram content on a monthly basis. So head over to creatorlymedia.com to learn more about that or message us over on at creatorlymedia if you have any questions. All right, I will catch you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.